Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. I think we're live. All right, we're back. It's day nine of my 10-day fast. I am Eve Mayer with FastingLane.com, and you are? I am Megan Ramos of the IDM program, Intensive Dietary Management. And we're here today on day nine. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, I've been so amazed to see all of the people who are not only doing this fast, but doing it for 10 days, doing it for two days, doing it for four days. Um, you inspire me, you amaze me, and it's, it's been incredible to watch. So the response to this has been pretty overwhelming and exciting. Um, everybody keeps talking about how great it is that we're doing these videos. Everybody keeps talking about how fabulous Megan is. Yeah. Um, how she knows like everything. And I think that's pretty much fair to say. She, she pretty much does. We haven't really been able to, to stumble on something that she hasn't come across yet. So thank you so much, Megan, for doing this for everybody, doing this for me. We so appreciate your time. No problem. I'm learning every day. Trust me. Um, I think I've been through hell and back with my own health. And I, I have one patient telling me today, he's like, gosh, you are so sick. Like you heard my story on some interview. Yeah. And he's like, holy cow, lady. Um, and then, you know, I've just, uh, I just had the privilege to work with so many of you. I know a lot of you are watching some of my office patients told me today how excited they are. I had one woman, um, this morning, she's, she came in at eight o'clock. She's like, I'm on day nine with Eve. Um, Aww. so it was really cool to see. Um, so I mean, I learned because of you guys, which is great. And I'm still learning because of you guys. Uh, so keep sharing, uh, your experiences with me. I appreciate it. It lets me help more of you. Thank you, Megan. I'm, I'm so excited. And for all of you, you know, some of you expected to go longer and weren't able to, that is okay. Some of you thought you'd go a certain length and went longer. That's amazing. Like it's okay. Um, I think the thing that I've had to learn about fasting and that I feel passionate about is it's healing your body and it's taking time to heal your mind and you get to decide what you're going to do and you get to make decisions about your health. And I think we're not empowered to do that in a lot of areas. And to me, it's really refreshing. So I'm excited about that. I just like to share, I'll, I won't ramble too much here, um, but every fast is going to be different for you. So I know after the holidays and feasting a lot, despite my feasting, my feasting was 90% no, 95% keto. I had a good holiday season, um, but there was just eating more often or more more eating out, more eating all the time. So I know for me, I work better easing into a more aggressive fast after the holidays. So I usually start off with intermittent fasting. Monday, 42 hours, no issues, felt like a million bucks, had a great workout the, you know, at around 36 hours of fasting, amazing weight training session. So today, I'm, I started fasting yesterday into today with the goal of doing another 42 hours. At about 12.30, I was unbelievably nauseous, and I don't remember throwing up that much ever. And I know why I got into that predicament. I had, it was our first week back to clinic. 
Tuesday afternoon was psychotic. Yes, this morning was crazy. And I got dehydrated and I passed the point of no return. So I ended, I ended my fast at, at 24 hours today rather than going to my 42. And I am a fasting expert, guys. Um, and sometimes I can't even make my own goals because of physical limitations. I know what, I know what the problem was. I absolutely know what the problem was. And I know coming off the holidays, I did have some glycogen, I'm burning through, I lost a lot of water weight on Monday and Tuesday, getting back into my regular routine. And I should have been much more diligent with my salt and water than I was, and I wasn't, and I couldn't get away with it. And like my fasting actually ended short because I, they, it was just gross. I'm not going to go into details, but I ate, I refueled, I ate my weight in salt <laughs> and I'm going to get back on my fast. There's always the next day. Um, so always listen to your body and don't put yourself in danger. You know, I threw up, I'm okay, this is it. You know, what do we've got? Well, I always have cold bacon in the fridge. I've always got avocados on hand. Um, so just had something, felt well. Now I'm good, I'm feasted, and I'm ready to start my fast again. There's always tomorrow if you're not feeling well. Thank you for sharing that. You are all so imperfect. I think that that's super great for us to hear. Uh, there's, there's every realm of experience in this. And listen, I did this because I am not good at it. I'm not. I complain. I get upset. <laughs> I power through. I get really angry. I get ticked off. And I wanted you to hear that. At the same time, there are people online talking about like, why have I never done this before? This is a walk in the park. There's Pete K who has every bit of data and is so practiced and like explains everything. There's Brenda Zorn who's so passionate and like wants to take over all of it and just do every bit of it herself. And, um, you know, look to those people, but I, I wanted you to hear somebody who kind of sucked. And so I feel like that's what I've brought to the table. Hopefully you've seen what it's like, <laughs> even though I kind of sucked, we're at day nine. I'm at 140, oh, sorry, not, not 140, 184.8, which is the same as yesterday. I didn't lose any weight. That, that is okay. Um, since we've started nine days ago, I'm down nine pounds. I'm very happy with that. Um, to all of you today, when I put up my picture and I said, team, it's day nine. Should I go do CrossFit for the fifth time in my life? Or should I watch Young and the Restless with my puppy? So all of you voted for CrossFit and I liked you before this, but um, I thought we were friends. So I went to freaking CrossFit. Today, we ran. I don't run. I had asthma when I was a kid and I stunk at running then and I can't run. So they made a like a nicer program for me where I think I ran, I don't, I'm not sure, 600 meters three times. It seemed like a lot to me. I did a lot of, you know, like, um, you know, the old ladies that walk in the mall like this, like I started running and then I did a lot of that and kind of prancercise. I tried, I did my best. I finished my workout in 28 minutes and 23 seconds. Uh, the time portion, it was awful. So thanks for that. Um, and I feel pretty good today. I'm still running on adrenaline from last night and today, and I, I'm, I'm not feeling too bad. Um, to be clear, I'm over the fast. Like I'm just completely <laughs> over it. I want to eat. I felt like that for a few days now. The anger is gone though. I'm not as angry um, as I was day four, day five. Uh, so, so let's ask my family. I, I want today, Luna, I want today to just have a couple members of my family come and talk. Um, Luna, this is my 12 year old daughter. So we have no idea what's gonna happen here. This is Luna. 
Hi, Thomas Megan. Hi. Hi, Miss Megan. Tell all the other people watching hi. Hi, all the other people okay, watching. Okay, now the, the main thing mm -hmm. I need you to do, Luna, is to try not to do exactly what you're doing, which is make duck face, which is what you do automatically in front of any camera I'm when you sorry. see yourself. All right, Luna, um, how many times have I done a really long fast? Only once. You did a fast for 11 days, which was really long. And then also this one, if you count that, so twice. And how long is this one? This one is 10 days. And what's the worst part about me doing a fast? I think the worst part about you doing a Let's fast is how upset you get yeah. while you're fasting. Yeah. How mad you are. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of trouble with not eating. Yes. <laughs> I mean, duh, because yeah. food is great. But I think the hardest part is just, you know, how you feel while you mm. fast. Am I mean like to you? Food. You're not mean to okay, me. Not talking. at least on purpose, but occasionally <laughs> kind of. But did we have that grumpy. one good day when we came up with all the things to do? The stuff we in the box? We had a really awesome day. What the box was, was we had a box that was just like a box that some salmon came in. Salmon, right? Um, and then we would draw some fun things out of that. And then there was another bag, and this bag was made out of evil Frosty, which is this evil puppet snowman. Okay, okay. So anyway, you would draw out um, one bad, two bad things, or one bad thing. They and were then chores. One they good... weren't bad things. But <laughs> chores. Chores. Okay. Anyway, you would draw one or two chores, and then you would draw one or two good things that you could do after the chores. So that kept us busy. You're getting off camera, so come over here by me. Can you believe how tall she is, Megan? Um, so <laughs> anyway, what I want you to talk about is when I started last year eating keto and doing intermittent fasting, what'd you think at first? What, what'd you think at first? At first when you were doing keto, I thought it was just another one of the diets that you were gonna try like all of them. And I thought, I was like, okay, I can't wait for this to be over so that I can have candy like around in the house again. I was really excited. Yeah. When you started fasting, I'm like, you're going to starve yourself and die. Yeah. That was my reaction okay. to that. And then later on, after it went for a while, what you started making changes to you, what you ate and what you did. Tell us about that and why you did that. So I started noticing that my mom was eating healthier things. At first, I was really mad because, I mean, I had to eat healthier things for breakfast and dinner while I was at home um, and for snack if I wanted it. I would eat that whatever they had, but at lunch, I would, like, pig out on carbs and sugar just to get all that, like, unhealthy food in. But then towards time, I started liking it more. I still wasn't, you know, on keto, which I'm not. But um, I made more adjustments to where I have a lot less sugar and a little less carbs. And has anything changed in your health or your body? Well, I actually lost 12 pounds, even though I wasn't aiming to lose weight because I wasn't overweight in the first place. But I was happy that I lost it. I feel healthier. Even though I'm still horrible at running, I can run a little faster. Um, I feel healthier. I had got like sick like every two months, but I think the craziest thing about it is now this year I've gotten sick once and once I got sick from a food I ate, but that's not the same thing, but like I got sick once otherwise than that. Well, thank you, Luna, for being on the show. <laughs> Let me kick you out. Goodbye. You're amazing. Sin love you. So that was Hi. Luna. She's 12 and she eats keto when, well, keto, uh, when low carb when she's at home. And at lunch at school, she eats what she wants. Some days she has dessert. Some days she actually does not have dessert, which is shocking, to be honest. Um, for a long time, I taught her 
the wrong thing. And now I think I'm teaching the right thing. This is my very handsome husband, Levi. Um, Levi <laughs> has been the one answering questions and making all this technical magic happen because I have no idea how to do it. Um, Levi, I'm going to ask you a couple of the same questions. Yeah. Megan, I want to thank you for giving Eve the opportunity to live out her dream as a talk show host. <laughs> all of the people who are watching. I actually had a talk show that. for real. I don't know if you remember that, but <laughs> oh, no, okay. It, but you know. So anyway, Levi. Yes. Sorry. I'm, um, I'm when I told you I was going to do low carb, what did you think? Um, I, I'll, I'll follow you anywhere. It's fine. Like it's, and I know I am a recent addition to all of this craziness. So like only five years have I been around this crazy. So I didn't have like all of the, all of the previous, I mean, even Luna has been more involved in Eve's previous diets than I was. So I didn't care. I'll eat whatever's in the house. It doesn't really matter. And like, there's nothing on keto that sounds bad, like bacon and steak and avocado. Like there's, you know, this is not, this is not kale and quinoa and, and, you know, <laughs> beet juice all the time. So that was pretty easy. Um, and then yeah. what did you think when I was like, let's try this fasting stuff? Well, actually, I just started trying it. What did yeah, you think? I, like, I wouldn't say we decided to try it. I would say, like, I remember you handing the food back to the airline stewardess and saying, I'm not going to eat for a while. And I was like, that's an interesting choice. Um, that's when I read the obesity code yeah, on the plane. But she read the, the fasting chapter in the obesity code. And then she, like, picked up her food and handed it back and said, okay, let's, he's, he's full of crap, but we're going to try this anyway. Yeah. Um, so that worked <laughs> out well. Um, I... It, I was really interested to see you're the most stubborn person I've ever met, Aww. like in terms of like setting a goal and then it doesn't matter if it actually kills me. I said I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it. Um, so I knew you would do it. It was just a question of whether we would murder each other in the process. Yeah. So how <laughs> has the relationship been when I did the first fast and when I did this fast because you did most of the cooking, most of the shopping. Yeah. I've done a little bit of it, but I'm, I'm crazy. So. No, you are. I think... Um, the, the way the household ran was fine because I don't mind cooking and I don't mind shopping and, and it wasn't that far out. I mean, I do some, some of that anyway, so it wasn't that far and I didn't have to cook for you. So that was easy. Um, as Luna said, yeah, you were definitely on your first extended fast. There was lots of revelatory anger. Like, I can't believe I'm not dead yet. I've been lied to my whole life. I'm really angry about this. Right. Like that's what, that's what the anger was that time. Um, on this one, like you've done really well, except for day, like the last half of day three, all of day four, the first half of day five were like a really so rough So like little, half of the time, really, I did really well. They're a little touch and go there, but no, you, other than that, you've been great. And, and I, I was the one who was like, she said, she did a 36 hour fast. And then she's like, okay, now I'm going to do extended fasting. What she said was, I'm going to fast for a month. This was after two like intermittent fasting for a week and then I'm going to fast for a month. And I was like, it was I said, that's like going for a jog on a Sunday afternoon and then signing up for the New York marathon. Like we're, that's a bad idea. Don't, please don't do that. She's like, Nope, going to do it. And the only rule we had on that first one was that I got to decide when the fast was over. Um, and it wasn't that she was physically out of sorts or like that I was worried about her health. It was like, I was going to murder her <laughs> if we didn't do something different yeah. so but that was 11 days like we it was a pretty good run but it's megan's been, really worried about me i know it's, it's, <laughs> so yeah. what do you do for your fasting um 16 8 almost all the time uh 24 occasionally um i think i got up to 60 hours at one point just to see what that was like and it went really well like sleeping is hard 
when you're not eating. Like that's the, that's the single biggest thing that, that throws me off a little bit of melatonin, but eh, I was still pretty restless, but I dropped four pounds immediately. And then, you know, went into the holidays and got it all back. Cause <laughs> that's the way that's what Americans do. Is fasting and low carb why you're so hot? No, that's just good genetics. <laughs> okay. And so anybody <laughs> who is trying fasting and low carb, what advice, this is the last question I have for you. Yeah. What advice would you give to them? on how to approach their partner. And different partners are gonna have different levels of support, I get that, but yeah. how would they go and ask? I mean, I think it's, if you're gonna start doing this, it, you know your relationship better than anybody else does, but you know, in, there's two things. If your partner's gonna be really an adversary in this process, I would go to them and say like, I don't expect you to do this with me, I understand that this is frightening, here's all this information about why I'm doing this, like really help them understand the why. Um, and then, you know, as, as you kind of did on this extended fast, like you gotta, you have to make an effort to plan your life around this activity without trying to disrupt their life. If they're a supportive partner, it's much easier. It's like, hey, this is gonna happen. Here's what I need from you. You know, I think the only time we butted heads during this fast was when the laundry didn't get done because that was on your plate and you didn't ask for help with it. And I'm like, I don't have any towels getting out of the shower and that's a problem. And this is the biggest problem in our relationship. Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah. But she wasn't feeling good that day and she didn't get to the laundry and I was like, I'm happy to help, but you didn't ask. So if you don't ask, I assume you're going to do it. And if you're not going to do it, then that's a problem because I need you as my partner. But yeah. yeah, towels and laundry. That was, that was really <laughs> the only problem. Well, Levi, thank you so much for being on the you show. Bet. Now you have to get out. I'm getting back in the comments, everybody. All right, you Say something back. nice. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to that. I just think that your family, your support, your friends, if you're doing this with people in your household, it can make or break you a lot of times. And it's hard to ask for help. And it's hard, especially sometimes when you do ask for help and you can't get it, how you adjust your life to, to build the support. I think this group is an incredible place to tap into people about their experiences, how they've done it, to ask for help. Um, and I think idmprogram.com is a great place to, to look at and get support, but find the support that you need. All right, the family program is over. We are now going to the speed round. Megan, are you ready? Yes. Yes, <laughs> okay, here we go. Refeeding, what, what is that? How do we, what do we do? <laughs> you, you do want to be a little bit cautious when you're doing longer fasts, how you end things, because your digestive system essentially has been sleeping. Um, it takes a lot of energy money to produce digestive enzymes. So after a couple of days, your body's not going to waste money. I mean, it's like paying for a delivery service that never comes, that you never need. Like, why are you wasting money on something you don't need? So, um, so your body stops. So then when you eat food, your body's like, holy cow, what the heck? Do I have nothing to digest this? And it can go through you super fast. Um, and that can be very unpleasant and extremely urgent. <laughs> yes. So it's good to it's good to be mindful. Um, so try to stick to foods that are high in fiber, that are so that's not gonna be digested quickly. And uh, try to stick to foods that are digested really easy. And um, that means that the body's able to produce enzymes really quickly. So a good rule of thumb is fiber. So taking a glass of water, adding a tablespoon or two of psyllium husk, just let the psyllium husk sit in the water for five or 10 minutes, drink it, 
That way you've provided a fiber base in your belly and you're gonna get things up and going. And then I, and any crazy long fast that I do, so anything seven days or longer, um, I always break it with a tomato and cucumber salad with parsley. Parsley is amazing for bulking up stools to prevent diarrhea. So even if things move through you quickly, it's not going to be messy. Sorry for the graphics here, guys. No, we yeah. uh, But tomatoes and cucumbers, they are digested very easily, and they get the system up and going. And you can add a little bit of olive oil to that, too. Um, you, after that, uh, I would have some, this is the only time you'll hear me say this, have some lean protein. Um, that usually I'm, I'm, I'm the girl that slothers the butter on her fatty piece of steak and enjoys every second of it. Go light on your fat for the first meal. Um, so have some, have some lean protein. This is like the only time you'll ever see me eat a boneless, skinless chicken breast, but I will drizzle a little olive oil on it or a little butter just to add a little bit of flavor. But I just, I don't eat, you know, a, a chicken leg cooked in fat or a bunch of chicken wings doused in butter. Um, stay a little bit on the leaner side of things. Actually, I think fish is a really great way to end the fast too. Um, and a lot of veggies. And you can cook your veggies lightly in fat. So this is the only time you want to go light on fat. Um, you want to sort of try to use other fats other than uh, MCT oil or coconut oil. They can move through you very quickly. Um, so just for your first meal. Uh, otherwise, go crazy. I love MCT oil. I love coconut oil. I use it every day that I eat. So, um, so don't think that I don't love them. Just for your first meal, go try to avoid those fats. Avocado oil, olive oil, macadamia oil, butter, ghee. Great fats to use um, for cooking your veggies post post fast. Um, stay away from nuts. Abs the only time I've broken a fast and had issues with refeeding was when I ate almonds. Um, and I know, guys, if you've read the Complete Guide to Fasting, this is a major typo. When we said eat nuts and eat eggs, it meant to say don't eat nuts and don't eat eggs. Um, eggs and nuts wreak havoc on the the digestive system. They're so tough to digest when your digestive system's up and going. Avoid eggs and avoid nuts for the first 24 hours after you end a long fast. And when you are ending a long fast, just do one meal that day. Just one meal that day. So even if you're, if you're ending a 10-day fast in the morning, just have that one meal um, for the day. Give your body a chance to get things up and running again. Most of my patients, in all honesty, don't struggle ending a long fast. Um, uh, but the ones that do tend to try to eat multiple meals, and that's bad news. So the bottom line is avoid nuts, avoid eggs, and avoid eating more than one meal that day. And just try to go a little bit lower on the fat for the first meal. Okay, perfect. Megan, that's amazing. And tomorrow we'll talk more about this. We'll talk also tomorrow about how do you eat after your fast to retain that weight loss. So we'll get more into that tomorrow. Um, Megan, how, someone asked, how do I know if I'm not insulin resistant anymore? So um, I wish there is a great test um, to measure insulin resistance. Every way of measuring resistance is terrible. The NMR lipo profile that gives you an insulin resistance score is hopelessly um, uh, wrong. Like it's inaccurate. Uh, HOMA IR's calculation where you can compare your fasting glucose to your fasting insulin, that's 
terribly inaccurate. Um, guessing with your fasting insulin, terrible, terrible, terrible. It's all terrible. Um, the way you know, and this actually was something that a patient of mine brought up today. So he, um, his, his guilty confession from Christmas was Christmas morning he ate a croissant. And then his grandkids calmed down and he took a grandpa nap and he woke up and he's like, it's two hours after I ate my croissant. So I'm curious to see what my blood sugar levels are. And they were they were very low. They, they were in a great, healthy, normal range. And so he was so excited he did that because he's like, I'm obviously able to come back down to normal within two hours. And my two hour, what we call two hour postprandial, meaning two hours after you ate glucose, was actually lower than my my pre-glucose before I had that croissant. And so we got excited, yay! Yeah. Um, every now and then when you do have a carb, you know, how your, how your sugars come back to the normal range really determines your insulin sensitivity. And I that's like that. really the best way to check. So every now and then I'll actually encourage my patients to, like I, I'm totally not like the biggest, like a fan of sugar, fructose, um, sugars, half fructose and half glucose, but I'll encourage my patients, we'll try a potato, have a potato, see what happens two hours later. Um, and see how your sugars come back down to normal. And over time, they find that they improve. And that is our very fancy, but yet the most accurate way of testing that. Anything that gives me an excuse to eat like a piece of bread or a potato is just pretty amazing. So I, <laughs> I like that. What about fasting and osteoporosis? Um, so I, I've had issues with this too because I was a diet soda fanatic and it destroyed my bones like you wouldn't believe. Um, it, so fasting can help because it stimulates growth hormone production. Uh, so that can help rebuild bone. So that's very helpful. So fasting is one of the tools you can use to help with osteoporosis. A secondary thing is you need to make sure that you're getting fat. Because everything that's really important about generating bone mass is fats. Like you need fat in order to absorb those nutrients. So fasting, um, and I really recommend to women who can fast for 36 to 72 hours, do that. So what I mean by that is, you know, two or three times a week, try to do a 36-hour fast. And once every few weeks, try to do a 72-hour fast, unless you prefer to do a three-day fast every week. And that's fine if you can do that. Um, make sure you're eating plenty of good, healthy fats on your eating days so you can absorb those nutrients from food. Avoid the crappy processed foods. They prevent you from absorbing the nutrients. So you need the growth hormone and the fasting can give you that, but you need the nutrients and you need to eat the fat and avoid the garbage for that. And then of course, weight training and rebounding. We previously talked um, about how you know vertical movements, um, uh, like jumping on a little trampoline is great for sort of boosting your energy during a fast. Um, but it's also that vertical movement is great for rebuilding bone mass. So hmm. you don't necessarily have to jump on a trampoline. That's what NASA astronauts used to do before they have even fancier equipment now. Um, but that's, used to, that's how astronauts used to rebuild their bone mass after going into space. Um, so that was, uh, that was uh, 
really, really helpful, these little trampolines. Um, but you can get a, a jump rope. You can even just simply jump up and down. That's tough on your knees. When you're jumping on a trampoline, it's a lot less impact on your knees. Um, so that's, uh, that's the benefit of, of that. So that vertical movement and weight training is important. So there's three, there's three things there. You need to fast, watch your diet, eat the fats, avoid the crap, and, uh, and get some weight training and some vertical movement in. Thank you. Can you drink sauerkraut juice while fasting? Yes, you can. It's going to prohibit, it's, it's likely going to prohibit autophagy. I don't know. Maybe it won't. We don't know. I think we've talked about that. We need to learn a lot more about autophagy. Um, so when I have a cancer patient, if I have someone looking to achieve autophagy, I say no. Um, but I, I, I chugged pickle juice today before I gave up and threw up. <laughs> Um, so pickle juice, olive oil, sauerkraut juice, you can absolutely do that to give you a boost, especially if you're not a big fan of the broth. It's just another way to get sodium into your system. Got it. Can you be in ketosis if your blood sugar is high? Can you be in ketosis if your blood sugar is high? Sorry, i got to plug my computer in here. It's dying. <laughs> Um, sorry, uh, you can be in ketosis if your blood sugar levels on the higher side of things. Um, I have patients, uh, who have higher blood sugar levels and, um, they're, they're losing body fat. Therefore they're experiencing some ketosis. Okay, perfect. Why am I bloated while fasting? Why you bloated while fasting? Probably because you're, well, there's a few reasons. Um, your gut bacteria sort of sorting itself out. Um, you, <laughs> I always call it the great battle between the good and the bad. Um, and fasting is really good at getting rid of the bad, but it likes to fight. Um, so you can, it's, it's the battle of the gut bacteria. Um, but it can also be because you're attaining water uh, because you're not taking enough electrolytes. So if you are feeling bloated and you're not urinating as much um, as you think you should be with the volume of fluid you're taking in, um, then think, am I taking salt? Am I taking magnesium? And most often than that, that's a, a big reason why people experience bloat during a fast. Got it. Um, I'm having increased pain. I've heard other people having increased like muscle pain. Yesterday, we had the question of decreased pain while fasting. Um, this person was asking about increased pain during fasting. Any merit that cells are healing from old injuries? Is that possible? Or well, is that yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen women's um, like C-section scars like completely go away. It's so amazing. Wow. So there is healing going on, um, but I, I would suspect that if it's if you're new to fasting, if it's sort of a sudden thing that happens, it's probably electrolytes and probably magnesium. It can also be vitamin D deficiency too. I've had some patients with some unexplained muscular pain um, mm -hmm. when and we sup we're supp they couldn't take any more salts safely. They couldn't take any more magnesium without causing GI distress. And when we checked their vitamin D levels, they're, they're pretty low. And I mean, in Canada in the winter, it's no surprise. Um, so supplementing with vitamin D can be very helpful with that. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right, that is the end of our speed round. I have one more question. Tomorrow, guys, we're going to be talking about refeeding. Um, vegetarian options for keto, uh, how do you decide on an ideal weight, where are the IDM summaries, actually go ahead and answer that one now, somebody was asking today, you were talking yesterday about the IDMprogram.com summaries, is that something that's part of the self-directed program? 
<laughs> we got summaries for every program. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not okay. quite sure. All right, we're gonna we're gonna figure that out tomorrow. We're gonna talk yeah. a little bit about where they're gonna put you a link for that tomorrow because they have summaries for for everything. Um, and tomorrow we're gonna talk about resetting your weight point. So my last question before we go, Megan, is where will you be speaking this year? A lot of people would like to go and see you in person. Can you tell us your two or three favorite places that you're going to be speaking this year? Oh my gosh. So um, I actually have a lot less speaking engagements this year than last year because last year is a little bit psychotic. Um, so I have um, eight speaking engagements. Uh, some of them are really sort of niche uh, for, for companies. I'm, I'm speaking to a company in South Korea or well, a medical company in South Korea, um, a government agency in the U.S. So some of them are, are more niche. Um, but I am speaking at uh, a low-carb USA events in Seattle the first weekend of May and so I don't know what the, the lineup was when uh, Doug uh, Doug and his partner they always put on a really fabulous they're the low-carb USA guys they're the ones that do low-carb San Diego they started off this conference circuit they always do a great job um, so I, I said yeah like I felt honored that they asked me to speak and I knew the guests or the speaker list would be good and yesterday I saw it for the first time and it's darn good. I can't believe my name is up there some of these oh. other names. So um, so it's in Seattle. It's just outside of Seattle, actually, like 20 minutes. I've actually, I stayed there before for a wedding. It's a beautiful area, and it's like 20 minutes from the airport. Um, so, so that's, that's the first day at Seattle. We're going to put, uh, I bet Le Levi will help us out and find the link for Low Carb Seattle to put that link in this event. And what's the other one you were just talking about? Um, so the, the next one that is, is more for the, the public right now is actually in Sweden. Um, so if you're not in North America, we have a lot of European UK followers. It's in Bro, Sweden, and it's hosted by the Low Carb Universe ladies. Um, and they, they do a great job with their conferences. I spoke at one of them in Spain this past winter or this past year or 20 or late 2018 um, and so they've got some great speakers like Eric Westman um, so that is just outside of Stockholm Sweden so a little bit all over the place there's always Keto Fest IDM will be at Keto Fest uh, in uh, London, Connecticut, uh, two in July. It's always such a fun event. I'll be only there for half the weekend, but I'm still going to make the effort to go despite uh, some crazy other travel. Um, but my one of my favorite conferences of the entire year is Low Carb Denver. And Low Carb Denver was, for, it was formerly known as Brecken, Low Carb Breckenridge and formerly known as Low Carb Vale. And Jason Fung and I alternate years of speaking just because we both have a lot of speaking commitments and can't do all of the travel. But even the years I'm not speaking, I like to go. So Jason is actually speaking this year at, at Low Carb Denver. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go and support. I love it. They always have such amazing, amazing speakers. Um, so Low Carb Denver is great. They used to have it in Breckenridge. It's a huge pain in the butt to get to. Denver is half the price and it's five minutes from the airport. And if you can't go to Denver, Diet Doctor will be streaming it live as part of their membership community or um, I believe they charge about $25 to stream it through the low carb uh, 
of the Low Carb Denver um, website. So you can watch it wherever you are in the world. And that's one of my, one of my favorite medical uh, conferences. Well, that's perfect, Megan. Thank you. If you want to know where Megan's going to be speaking or Dr. Jason Fung's going to be speaking, you can check it out at idmprogram.com. Make sure to sign up for their newsletter and they can tell you what's coming up so you can catch them live. You can also check out all the videos we've been doing for this 10-day fast at fasting.fyi forward slash 10. That's fasting.fyi forward slash 10. And we hope that you sign up with Fasting Lane as well because we've got some great tips and recipes and uh, emotional fun stuff like we've been talking about. Megan, thank you for getting me through day nine. Um, last night, I dreamed that I fell into a bakery um, like <laughs> cabinet of cake. This really happened. I fell into it and I was like, oh no, there's stuff on my hand. And then I licked it. So that was my dream last night. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back for tomorrow's final day. It will be like an hour and a half before I eat. We're going to be doing this at 6.30 to 7 p.m. CST tomorrow. And um, we'll wrap it up. Thank you so much, Megan. Have a great night. You too. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.